Bulls back on the ball smash over the head coach of the Pacific Tigers out of the West Coast Conference, Coach Leonard Perry. Coach Perry, how things out there in Stockton, man? It's good. It's good. It's hot. It's hot. It's very hot here. Um, but other than that, things are great. Um, we're having a good time putting this thing together. And, and uh, you know, we got Coach Stoudemire buttoned up and, and, and all ready for the Boston Celtics. And we're just kind of settling in. I hear that. Now, Coach, I'm going to tell you this. Here in Atlanta today, it's in the high 70s. No humidity. Can you believe that? <laughs> yes, I can. I, I would trade uh, weather forecast with you any day. It's, it's always right around 100 here. And uh, it is hot. It is hot and it's dry heat. So uh, that's the San Joaquin Valley. Uh, but we love it. It's good. The evening's cool down right now. So it's good. Yes, indeed. Now, Coach, for you, man, you use a head coach for your alma mater, and now you're the head coach of the Pacific. Did you think you ever get another chance to be a head coach again? I know Coach oftentimes saw my left and went to Boston. Did you think you'll get an opportunity again the way you, you have right now? You know, I, I thought about it a lot. Um, I never let it consume me. Um, I just wanted to stay engaged in every, every place that I was and do the best job that I could. Um, obviously, from time to time, you know, when opportunities come up, you think, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I'd be a, a, a good choice for, for that situation, but I never really dwelled on it. Um, I didn't get too high or too low about it. I just lowered my head, uh, kept doing what I was doing and wanted to make sure we were successful everywhere that I was. Most definitely, Coach, and for you, the, the administration chose you to take over, which has made you feel really good. Know they, they valued your work, valued you as a, a integral part of this program. Tell us about knowing that you had the backing of the administration and the boosters and those around who said, hey, let's get Coach Perry the opportunity to lead us going forward. You know, it, it's no different than any other successful organization. You're, you're only going to be as successful um, as your administration and, and your support where you are. Um, no one was divided. Everyone was very supportive. Um, our president, um, President Callahan, our, our, our athletic director, um, Janet Lucas, um, our administration, everybody was really supportive. Um, and, and it's been it's been such a smooth transition um, moving over. And, and that's what makes your job special um, when you have the support of those people. Um, in other situations, whether it be NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, if the head coach isn't aligned um, with the front office, and for us, that would be um, administration, um, it makes it more difficult. It makes it a lot more difficult. So everything's been um, above board, online, everyone's on the same page, and, and it's been a seamless transition. And coach, my dad was a coach, and I never wanted to get into coaching, but for you, what at point did you say, I want to become a coach and help young men's careers go forward and be good at basketball and be good at being a man in life? Well, your dad, first of all, bless his heart if he was if he was in coaching, but he did a great thing by not letting his son uh, get into coaching. That was the best best move he ever did. But in saying that, in saying that, um, I think I've always known, um, I understood my talent um, when I played. I understood that I wasn't going to be um, any draft pick or anything like that. I understood that pretty early, but I knew I could be successful um, going to school, playing basketball, I was fortunate that way. I took advantage of, of that opportunity. Um, but probably around my sophomore, junior year, I've always known that I wanted to coach. I had a great high school coach in Jimmy Tubbs. Um, I had a great uh, Division I coach 
and Larry Eustachy and Kermit Davis and and uh, I was fortunate. So it was the writing was on the wall for me. Um, I was always a leader on all the teams that I played. And uh, I felt comfortable um, leading uh, guys. I've always felt comfortable there. And uh, it was a natural progression for me. Um, it was the one thing that, that made me happy. And it, it, was a, it was an avenue where I could sustain relationships for long periods of time um, with young men throughout the years. And, and that's what's been the most rewarding, watching those guys grow up. When I started, we were close in age. Um, watching them grow up, watching them um, now maintain families. And and some of them have kids that, that we recruit now. So uh, it's full circle. And uh, it's been it's been just an honor to be, you know, to be one of those people that you call a coach. Most definitely. And I'll tell you for me, Coach, meeting Frankie Allen at four years old at Tennessee State and Carlos Rogers and Anthony Mason really yeah. got me into sports. You know, I was a kid from Atlanta, I uh, went up there for basketball camp, and I just saw two guys in the, in the NBA, and was, yeah. which led me to go to Tennessee State for my degree because as a four-year-old, going to basketball camp, meeting Frankie Allen, Carlos Rogers, and Anthony Mason, that was my first semester for college and HBCU school, I went there for, and got two, two degrees from there. So for me, coaching, even just as a kid at basketball camp, you know, is something that can affect the young man like me who grew up yeah. in the hood to aspire to want to go, go, go to college and make something of myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's a very re rewarding uh, profession in, in that sense. You, you're always touching somebody um, in, in a positive manner, um, you know, the good coaches do. And those relationships last so long. Um, you, you, you affect guys for so long. Guys can come back 5, 10, 15, 20 years and say, I remember the day that you said this. I remember the day you did that. And I kept that with me um, through all of these years, and it's gotten me through some tough times. And, Coach, like you said, building relationships is so important for being a coach, you know, having that rapport, really caring about your guys, being more than X and O's and wins and losses because guys can pick, can pick up on that. So talk about that relationship with, with your players. Like you kind of said there, the guys know you actually care about them as men, not just because you can, they can help you win and keep your job that way. Well, you know, I, I've always been a person that loves to learn. And I, I, I genuinely feel like the day you stop learning is the day you start losing. Um, so I get as much out of these relationships as they get from me. Um, I had a young man in our program right now. We went to lunch and I said, hey, you know, I got something to run by you. Um, I, I'm, you know, I had a little difference in opinion with my dad. And, you know, this is how I feel about it. Um, what do you think I should do moving forward? Um, and this young man who's going to be a sophomore on this team, uh, but I know he's got a great relationship with his dad. So I knew it would be good advice for me if I was willing to listen. And he said, Coach, I think, you know, I just think you got to be upfront and frank with your dad. Like you've got a good relationship with him, but he's getting older. And so what you guys don't see eye to eye um, when you start going down that road of not speaking to each other um, and that distance gets in between there, something happens, you're not going to forgive yourself. And I knew his advice would be good for me. I know him. I know his parents. Um, and that's why I asked him and I was open to his advice. And, and I took his advice um, when we left lunch. Um, I called my dad and we worked it out and ironed it out and we're good to go. But 
is just an example of these are one-sided relationships. These relationships go both ways. And I think a lot of coaches go down the wrong street of thinking that they know everything. You don't know everything. Um, you can learn something too. These guys have something to teach you. They, they come from different backgrounds. They've been raised different ways. Um, they've got some sage advice um, and life situations, and they can teach you some things if you're open to learn. Most definitely, Coach. And tell me about this. WCC is one of the best leagues in the country. I, the problem is for you guys that you all put in the West Coast, so it's three hours behind here in Atlanta, so people out here asleep. But people don't get to see it, but I, I'm a junkie, so I watch it. So tell us about your league and how deep it is from top to bottom, the coaching league and the players in the league are so great. Uh, wow. Uh, well, where would I start? Uh, Randy Bennett's going to be some kind of some kind of Hall of Famer at St. Mary's. That, that's when he took the job. No one thought that if in a million years he could take that job from the point he got it um, to be a nationally ranked program and and a, a perennial NCAA tournament program, a perennial top twenty five, top thirty program every year, and do what he's done. No, no one, no one saw that coming. Um, Mark Few, who's been at Gonzaga long enough to, when I was playing at Idaho and we used to play Gonzaga, Mark Few was an assistant there. Um, the job that they've done uh, is, is arguably as good a job um, as anywhere in the country. Um, they've won just as much or more than Duke, North Carolina, Louisville, whoever your blue blood is, um, Gonzaga is at the top of that list in terms of wins and what they've done with their brand and, and the school and the NCAA tournament. So those two are two good at basketball coach you'll see in America. Um, Todd Golden uh, took a team last year at San Francisco um, and they finished right around fifth or sixth in our league, somewhere uh, in there in our league. That team beat Virginia last year on the road when Virginia was ranked in the top three in America. Um, and that's the fifth or sixth place team in our league. Um, uh, Coach Leggins at Portland, um, almost upset, uh, first round opponent um, in the NCAA tournament. Kansas, right? Boston, Kansas. Um, he's going to do an outstanding job. Um, uh, Herb Sendek at Santa Clara is, you know, the guy recruited and signed and coached James Harden, who could arguably be one of the greatest players ever. Um, his legacy is cemented and what he's done at Arizona State, North Carolina State, um, been to the NCAA tournament multiple times. Um, this league is full of tremendous coaches. Stan Johnson has got LMU now, probably going to be preseason top four in this league, maybe top three. Uh, Mark Pope at BYU, um, <laughs> what they've done, um, how they've been able to get an NCAA tournament um, last couple of years, the, the level of player that he has at BYU. Um, they're playing in a 22,000-seat arena. A lot of people don't know that. Um, this league is full of great, great coaches, um, excluding myself. But they, this league is, is full of great coaches. So every night, um, you got to be prepared. You got to have your hard head on. Now, how has your workouts been going out this summer? I know last year, California was strict with the, with the, with the regulations. I know here in Georgia, it was wide open at, at April 24th, unfortunately. So, but how, was, <laughs> but how was it out there, man, getting you guys back late? But this summer, giving kind of a real spring, a true summer, and getting guys development on, on the court, skill development, getting their bodies bigger. Because when they're at home, they can't really do what you want to do for us, the strength conditioning-wise, because it's not going to have the right equipment. But getting their bodies changed this summer, getting them out there on the court for 
for four hours there? How was it? How was it for you guys? It, it last year was was really difficult because we didn't have them at all. We we didn't have any summer anything. Um, we didn't even see our guys until school started, and we didn't even really see them then because they were quarantined to their rooms. Um, so it was it was only time we saw them were were. Uh, two weeks, maybe two weeks, three weeks before the season started. We had a couple of practices um, and then we got going and then we got hit with the pauses. Um, so we were we were practicing a few days, then we're down uh, for, for a week or two. Then we're practicing a couple of days, then we're down again. We play a game, we're down again. So it was it was really challenging. It, it really was. It was challenging. Um, this summer's been a lot better. We've had our guys here, they're on campus. Um, our skill development, as you mentioned, has been great. Um, our coaches have done a, a great job with kids in the gym. Um, guys are getting more of a feel of what campus life will be like. Um, you know, so August 23rd, our campus will be open. We'll have people here. Kids will be here. We'll have some normalcy. And um, we're looking forward to it. But it should be fun. I, I love our group. Um, I love our kids. I think we got a really good group. It's just conditioning coach is very important because he helps your team with the nutrition, the diet, the recovery. And, you know, he probably sees your guys more than you all do, you know, keeping them together. Because I tell you what, the body is their temple, is their moneymaker. You know, if you don't put the right fuel in it, if you don't get the right rest and recovery and sleep, you'll, you'll hit you when trying to defend like crazy. It's fight through a screen, you'll, you'll, you'll wear down second half. So how key is the conditioning coach to what you all do at your, in your program? Well, I mean, it's, it's vital. Just like it's exactly the way you explained it. It's vital. And I, I try to tell kids this, like, you know, hey, um, what's your favorite car? You know, most of the kids, oh, I like the Ferrari. I like, okay, so let's say you had a Ferrari, but we're going to substitute the Ferrari for your body. Okay, so you got this new car. This is the car. It's the one you wanted. This car is worth a half a million dollars. And they tell you, listen, if you put regular unleaded gas in this car, it's going to tear the engine to pieces and you got to replace the car. Okay. You can only put premium in this car. If that was your car. Okay. Um, and you were low on gas. And the only thing you saw was, was regular unleaded. Would you put that in there or would you wait? Would you call? Would you, would you call a friend? Would you, would you do anything you could to put premium into that car? Or would you just put regular in there and see what happens? That's how you got to treat your body. That's how you got to treat your body. It's going to be tempting to get some McDonald's. It's going to be tempting to get some Burger King. Listen, put the right things into your body because if you want it to drive like the Ferrari you want, <laughs> there's only one way to get the Ferrari, and that's through your body. You got that right, Coach. And that's kiss, man. Uh, you know, non-common scheduling-wise, how's that been going for you guys uh, trying to get games out there? I know this year is a little bit better than last year. Was. How's that been for you guys so far? It's always challenging. Um, it's always challenging. You you want to have your, your kids in situations where they got good enough competition, where they can compete, keep some confidence, um, have some kind of leeway where they can figure some things out. Um, you don't want to be in uh, eight guarantee games where you're playing Duke, North Carolina, Louisville, um, all of those teams back to back, Florida, Florida State, uh, USC, over and over. So um, we try to remain competitive. We got we've got UC Davis in a home and home tough Big West team. 
Um, we go to Cal State Fullerton. Um, we play at San Jose State um, with a new coach. So it'll be tough. Um, we, we've got some competitive games um, in, the, in the preseason. We're going to Hawaii to play in the Rainbow Classic. You got Hawaii over there. Got a really good Northern Colorado team over there. Went there two years ago. Got our tails kicked all over the place over there. Came back, regrouped, and, and had an outstanding year. So hopefully uh, the competition that we get over there will be really good. Of course, trying to beat Hawaii at Hawaii is nearly impossible, but um, we're excited about it. Our kids are excited about it. Um, we got a good schedule. We, we got, I think our non-conference will be good. Um, we're finish, finishing it up right now. We've got a, a couple of scrimmages we're adding. Um, so we're shoring that up, and I, I think we'll be in, in good shape. Last one for you, Coach, this, man. When you come to Atlanta, Coach, what's your favorite spot to eat here in ATL, man? Oh, man. I usually – we've had – We've had players from Atlanta. Antoine Smith played for us at, at uh, Utah State. Uh, he lives in Atlanta now. Um, it used to be Gladys Knight's place. Chicken and waffles, yeah. yes. Yeah, that used to be that used to be my spot. That was my spot. Um, I know I'm a little behind. I haven't been in Atlanta in a minute. Um, I'm gonna have to call you and get the right spot, man, because I love my. Yes, I love my we get off this interview. I'll give you my number. And I got you. <laughs> I, I'll take care of you, man. I gotta hey, have I, my good meals, man. Like I, I know all have. the good spots. You're like we want seafood, soul food, yes, yes, Italian pizza. I got yes, you, coach. Sir. I know every spot is until you want to go to, man. <laughs> I gotta have it. Yes, sir, yeah. Coach Perry. Thank you for your time today. I hope you all do really well this year. I'll be cheering for you. I hope we'll have you on the show again in the near future, Coach, and I'll cheer for your team, man. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.